Welcome to the Wounded Healers Podcast. I'm Janessa. And I'm Amy. We were brought together by our shared wound of an autoimmune condition in our early 20s. This is a place where we explore our wounds with our listeners and guests who recognize the challenges of being human in hopes of helping all of us let, let the, the light, light in. in. Yes. Great. Hey, Amy. Hi, Janessa. How are you? I'm doing well. It is the weekend right now and... You know, when this comes out, it'll be the beginning of someone's weekend. So I hope that vibe just carries on through. Happy weekend, listener. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, what's new with you on your side of the pond? I um, think that's the funniest thing I've said, actually. I never call it that your side of the pond, but what's it like over there? We have, do you know what? There's such a topical conversation about this side, this side of the pond. Uh-huh. Um, the England women's football Uh also known as soccer team and was in the world (laughs) cup finals today but we lost we did not win oh man um but it was so exciting because england have england anyone any gender um Mm -hmm. has not been in a world cup final since 1966 what Um, i know i know we really um as a com- as a company, God, my God, corporate mode. Um, as a country, we um, we really go on about football, but we're not that good at it. Well, the the boys wow. aren't. The girls they kill oh. it. So we were European champions, and um, we nearly became champions of the world, but oh. we didn't. <laughs> so. Well, that's still um, amazing. But yeah, that's what's new in England. What's new in <laughs> in America? Oh my gosh, that's super exciting, dude. Like, okay, also, I definitely thought you guys were so good at soccer, and I've never really watched it, but I was just like, England is the shit. They're the best. (laughs) You know, we act like it, but we're not. But it is interesting, because you Mm -hmm. would have maybe assumed that about the American women's soccer team. I think Mm -hmm. they had a lot of notoriety before, but they came out this tournament early, Yes, um, they did. I don't know whether it's because Abby Wambach doesn't play for them anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm really right. chatting shit. I just know her from because <laughs> she goes yeah. out with Glennon Doyle. <laughs> That's the yes. only reason I know her. But um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I feel like yeah. the, I feel like we've Damn. taken taken the well, actually, the women of Spain have taken the crown from okay. the U.S. Let's girls, go, Spain yeah. girls. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. On this side of the pond like uh let me think of current events there's so much but there's one big thing that's coming up this week um we have like a hurricane that's coming off the coast of Baja Mexico and it's gonna like surface out towards um Southern California so we're gonna get kind of like a tropical storm in the next week but like the guesstimation so it's not like official yet is that we're gonna have like 180 mile per hour wind in Southern California and that there's probably gonna be some flash flooding so it's about to get kind of wild over here it's literally the calm before the storm right now and I'm very lucky because I'm in Northern California and so I'm sitting here kind of watching this and all that will really come our way most likely is maybe a little bit of rain and some wind but uh, for all my Southern California friends uh, and our listeners like hey you're welcome to come on up come on up stay with me (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like wow have you lived through a hurricane before? Have you experienced a hurricane before, Janessa? No. I have not. And it's going to be, it's weird because they were saying it's going to be like the first kind of tropical storm up the, like, south of California and so the, or southern California, pardon me. I could not be a weather person. But they said it's going to be like the first one Somewhere. in like years, like years like this. Yeah, um, I've never, like, I don't think I've ever heard of hurricanes. And mm-hmm. do you know what terrifies me? more so than hurricanes I know I'm no terrifying or terror oh my god I can't talk tonight um <laughs> hurricanes are terrifying I'm sure but you know like twisters tornadoes yes. tornadoes when they just like run through and like if your house is like in the wake of the it stands like no chance like yeah. you're absolutely goddamned, and people yeah. just like hide in the ground and mm-hmm. then like 
lift their little hatch up and hope that their house is still there. I'm sorry. <laughs> and people just deal with that. People are just like, we love it here. And I'm like, yeah. excuse me, what? <laughs> What's going on? That is a, a deep fear of mine as well. I don't think I could live somewhere somewhere with like active tornadoes through yeah, it. So. That, yeah, that's just I mean, like, oh. I guess it's not that much better, but we do have earthquakes here in California, yes. and that's also a trip. And the one of the more recent little earthquakes we had, I was sitting at my desk, and my boss was sitting there, and we were in a meeting, like in a meeting with like another company. And all of a sudden, my computer screen was like shaking back and forth, and I felt the ground do this like jiggle. It was so weird. It was like a rolling feeling, and I looked at him, and I was like, uh, and he was so professional. He didn't break character at all. He's like, okay, yeah, we'll get back to you. And I was like, this is an earthquake. Like, <laughs> so I was just like so shook. I was like, how oh, are you not concerned? But um, yeah, but it went fine. It like went right through and oh my God. nothing else. Because mm. yeah. I was, funnily enough, I was reading about that just the other day. I was reading about the San Andreas Fault mm-hmm. and how like every can't remember what the article said now it was either like every 300 or every 180 probably 180 years mm-hmm. it's it, historically it's like done some real damage like flat yeah. I think I read it like flattened San Francisco before it really did yeah and it yeah, yeah. and if it happens again mm-hmm. the, like there's like lines that supply power and water to Los Angeles and if the San Andreas has the big one they were calling mm-hmm. it half of Los Angeles would not have power or water for like six months yeah it would be freaking bonkers I was like but all the superstars live there I was like how yeah (laughs) (laughs) I was like those like the property in LA I watched Setting Sunset like I know those Mm -hmm. houses sell for like 25 million pounds too much yeah how do you how do you ensure that when any literally any minute the san andreas fault can have the big one could just go it's probably because they have some like helicopters or i don't know like a fucking submarine of some sort (laughs) actually that's funny i'm sorry that's rude (laughs) i'm like that's funny millionaires in a submarine is not a good exit anymore so um we will go with helicopters but maybe they just fly out of there who knows yeah, but no. their house would be destroyed anyway. I feel like they, they could recover. recover. <laughs> they could get over it. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Fair. yeah. Good one. Yeah. But, well, that yeah. all of this has literally nothing to do with our hot or not topic. But <laughs> <laughs> but today's hot or not topic um, came from a listener and someone who's been on the podcast before, Edlyn. Um, she wants to know what we think about Brazilian waxing. Um yeah. Amy knows my opinion, so I'm going to let Amy go first. Yeah. (laughs) So Brazilian waxing is hot, very much so. Well, okay, so here's my thing. It's really, it's it's one of the best ways to remove hair, hands down, to remove your pubes, for sure. Um, Because one, an expert's doing it. Two, rarely things go wrong. I know if you're using the wax that just sticks to hair and not skin... I know some people get like burn and stuff if they're using the wrong wax, but um, yeah, it's great. It's clean, lasts for ages. Little bit expensive would be it's down would be the reason it's not hot. Um, but yeah, so waxing in general very hot. The Brazilian wax specifically, that's when you have just like a little patch, right? Um, I think think it's like everything. Like I think my understanding is it goes from like the front and then you spread your butt cheeks and they're like, let's get in there, girl. And they rip that out. What? In in England, we call that a Hollywood. Oh, what? (laughs) How funny. You guys, anyway, I was going to say, you guys call it a Brazilian in England, we call it. Anyway, yeah. So my my other thing of, of why that is potentially not hot is the whole thing around the fact like kids don't have pubes and mm-hmm. it's like taking away like from a feminist point of view it's like it is kind of weird that we make our private yeah. parts hairless mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm still not sure although I do take part in this trend I'm like I'm still not sure morally like if that, that's okay <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> apart from that mm-hmm. it's hot what do yep. you think <laughs> You brought up some really good points there. Um, Okay, I'm going to take the opposite stance. I'm going to say this is not hot because I have been the one of the 
I don't know if it's few, but I feel like it's few because no one else I've talked to has experienced this. But I've been one of the people who literally was burned from a Brazilian oh. wax when I was 17. I went and got one and the lady did the wax too hot and it took a layer of my skin off. Like, yeah. no fucking joke was in the doctor's office like it burned so bad so i had to go to the doctor i had to go to the doctor because i thought something was deeply wrong with me like because it didn't like it didn't look like it looked red but apparently that was normal like right after yeah and um i was like hiking a few days later and it just hurt so bad like everything down there was like on fire and I was just like what the fuck is going on so I went to a gynecologist and they were just like oh my gosh like yeah you like got burned like you lost like a top layer and nothing like a severe like third degree burn or anything like that but enough for her to be like okay like you need to put this cream on so you don't get any infections and then just like chill out like stop hiking for a little bit because it like the skin to skin on like the sides of your legs and she was just like don't and I was like oh okay and so ever since then you guys I have been Mm. so afraid and Mm. I'm like okay so Edlin is trying to get me to get this done again with the understanding that there's new waxes like Mm. Amy was saying that just pull the hair like I don't know if that's the one I had um and yes I want to just let you know I went to a professional place like a full-on like chain and Mm. it still happened so yeah I'm gonna say it's not hot right now but I also want to just put out here for my own purposes that everything healed out great it's great (laughs) down there don't worry (laughs) she came back stronger (laughs) yes good that's good that's good to know Mm -hmm. um yeah okay good some Mm -hmm. for some it's hot for some it's not not yeah Yeah. we hope you don't get burned (laughs) whoever you are out there (laughs) Mm -hmm. well speaking of getting burned oh i think that's a beautiful i was just like i was just gonna be like so it's gonna be another left turn in this podcast (laughs) (laughs) you killed it you killed it with that segue continue please So speaking of getting burned, you guys, our topic for today's episode is on heartbreak. Um, Amy and I were discussing some topics for today, and one that we just feel is very universal Mm. is heartbreak. Like, it's so strange how you can almost tell and you can feel when someone's truly had their heart broken, and it, like, goes across all languages, it crosses all barriers, gender, any of that, and you really can feel for someone who's just really gone through it. So we wanted to open up because that is such a a wound that people Mm. bear, and depending on how you address that wound or the tools you have available at that time for that wound it will dictate a lot on how you heal and how Mm -hmm. you move into other relationships so Mm. yeah we wanted to talk about that today and give you a little insight into our own experiences around heartbreak and kind of how we moved through that Mm. yeah Yeah. it's like it's also what something that happens I find I mean not in not in every case of every person but it's like a, a reoccurring wound that happens multiple mm. times in your life. So like <sighs> stereotypically, I know this isn't for everyone, but stereotypically you experience your heart, your first heartbreak when you're a teenager. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you go through many relationships, generally speaking. <laughs> I'm gonna literally caveat every single thing with generally speaking, <laughs> just assume I'm speaking generally, okay? Um, but yeah, so then you're in your, in your early twenties, you go through another one and yeah and then some people get all the way into their 50s and then they Mm -hmm. experience really awful heartbreaks as well so yeah I think it's really interesting that it's it's not just something that you experience once and then Mm -hmm. hopefully never have to go through again you can almost assume it's going to happen to you multiple times in your life yeah yeah Yeah. oh yep And it's kind of crazy because I think we're going to focus more romantically today, Mm -hmm. but there's other things that can just make you feel that gut-wrenching feeling. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's definitely a universal wound in my opinion. Totally. Yeah. Well, Amy, I literally, okay, so this is another thing about this topic is I am about to learn a whole new layer of Amy and Amy's past. So like, Amy, how old were you when you had your first heartbreak? My first heartbreak, I was 16, I think. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I this is the what, to be honest, this is, this might sound kind of crazy to say, but this, I think this is the only time I've really had 
a heartbreak where like I felt like I was destroyed mm. I feel like my I've been in the convenient position for more, most of my adult relationships that I've been the person that's ended the relationship and that doesn't mean um, you don't experience heartbreak because you absolutely do but it's not the same as like a relationship ending when you don't want it to and yeah mm. when I was younger that was my experience so it was my my first boyfriend um, he was called Alex and I was obsessed with him I was like we were like it was like the classic what year would this have been um I don't know mid like 20 late 2000 and the late 2000s like 2009 2010 something around that and mm-hmm. um, he was the year above me at school um and he was like so handsome he had like blonde curly hair blue eyes like he was just like oh. my dream boy um and like I had my first like kiss. I'd had like kisses before but I remember my first kiss with him was like the first time I'd felt like butterflies and like literally like what I'd always seen in the films I was like this is it um yeah he was just like my my whole world at that time but we did we I mean we're probably only together for like a year and a half or something um but we got kind of like rocky towards the end and I think I broke up with him like you know like a little text like and we're not going to be together anymore but he was like no I'm fully done like I'm not going to keep doing this and I was like written Mm. off like I would like cry every night my brother would come into my room like you okay hun because I was just like scream (laughs) crying my family like um are you okay I would like stalk him I he would Mm. like play he would like play cricket um which is another really English thing but he would like play like cricket in the village and like me and my best friend would go and like walk to the oh so cringe would go and like walk to the cricket pitch and like watch him play cricket Jesus Christ girl um yeah so I rem- I do I remember how much that hurt me and mm-hmm. it took me it did take me a long time in teenage years um <laughs> to feel like I could move on but I also remember he got a um he got a girlfriend really quickly. Um, and did you ever watch One Tree Hill? I can't remember if you did or not. Yes, but See, not like, not all of it. I watched episodes here and there. Oh, do you do you remember Peyton would used to draw pictures and stick them up in her room? Yes. I do I used to do that. I took that on. Um, after seeing Peyton do it, I started doing it. And I literally drew a picture of like <laughs> him and his new girlfriend. <laughs> Like, like hugging on the play or kissing or hugging on the playground and put it off on my wall. So fucking weird. I was so emo and weird when I was a teenager. Um, but yeah, that I think that's kind of me express. You know, expressing through art. I'm sure we'll get onto that. But like expressing your heartbreak through some mm-hmm. sort of medium, whether that's like writing or being creative, whatever that means to you. Um, but yeah, that was my first heartbreak, wow. Alex Davidson. Oh, Alex, damn you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, oh, no. Really. Was, um... Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> no, but, but I think, I also think he was pretty heartbroken too because I, oh. so, as I mentioned, he had this, like, he had, like, long blonde curly hair. Mm-hmm. After we broke up, he shaved his head. Oh, that's a transformation. Yeah. That's a transformation, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> so that's how he dealt with the heartbreak. Um <clears throat> But yeah, that was it. That was my first, my first love, my first heartbreak. Wow. Oh my gosh. Also, I really love that you opened up about the pictures because it validates so much for me around that age. Yeah, Yeah. totally. And like going to the cricket game, like, wow, I didn't have that here. It was like the equivalent of like knowing where their friend group was going to be and like sitting next to them on the quad (laughs) or like during lunch and just like slow key stalking like what other girls he's talking to. I'm like, yeah. Yep, some things span through countries, you guys. I swear. Yeah. This uh, is <laughs> yeah. some shit is just For almost sure. universal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Uh, what was your first heartbreak? Okay, my first heartbreak was at 18 years old. Oh. And um, this one was, like, really pivotal. And I thought my first heartbreak before this was in middle school with this guy named Tom. And it was not. It definitely wasn't. It was just, like, one day where I was just, like, really, like, oh, like, why aren't we, what? And then I totally was okay. But this one, the one at 18, took months, years, literally years for me to get oh. over. Um, 
I was with um, I was with someone for two and a half, almost three years at that time, and it was like a long distance relationship. And it was he was in Scotland. He had the accent. That's what literally trapped me. I was like, wow, so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) These damn accents. (laughs) And And you know what's so funny? Just mm -hmm. to interject. Because, like, Scottish accents are seen as, like, really unattractive here. Yeah. Really unattractive. Like, that would be, like, a big, um, like, that would be a big turn off. But it's so funny that you were like, God damn, that Scottish accent. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. Keep going. What about your rucksack? What? <laughs> like, so, yeah, it was, it was something. It was very summer love. Like, when I met him, it was in the summer. Mm. And, um, yeah, I just pretty much, like, very much felt for him and it felt like a movie too it literally felt like out of this world it felt so brand new I felt at that time I thought I was being seen by him and Mm. totally respected all these things and I was like wow we're gonna get married like that's where my brain went I was like oh my gosh like yeah like here if you want to really bring it cringe like in my journal I was like Janessa Murphy that's his last name Janessa Murphy Janessa Murphy and I was like oh god um (laughs) so now I'm like oh no but yeah I just was so convinced that at the ripe young age when we met I was like 16 going on 17 so I was convinced at that time like I met the love of my life Mm -hmm. and oh girl oh Janessa young Janessa no no (laughs) but um yeah so we just had this like very flingy type relationship that I thought was more secure than it was and what really ripped my heart out was the realization that like he so he was older than me and he had been like cheating on me for like a whole at minimum a year and a half of this relationship and it like totally sucked because it was with people I knew and it was with people I didn't know and he just was really just all around you know and um so yeah it was just this awful heartbreak and what Mm. that felt like for me and I'll never forget is like I didn't know heartbreak could physically hurt like my stomach hurt Mm -hmm. like I didn't want to leave my Mm -hmm. bedroom I cried like you were saying I was crying all the time and like the weirdest thing is like I could pull it together a little bit for school and like when I was in class if someone said something that reminded me of that I'd like be like I need to go to the bathroom and I would just like cry in the bathroom and like dude the heartbreak was insane I didn't want to eat I didn't want to eat I I was just gonna say that like I could not face eating Mm -hmm. yes yeah I was like fuck no I also like did not handle it well for the skills I had at that time Mm -hmm. and Facebook was like really popping at that time because it was definitely like 2012 2013 ish and um yeah I like wrote him a really mean message and uh publicly and I don't and I I don't regret it (laughs) oh Good. Yeah, you tell him, babe. You tell him. Yep. I was just like, I just find it really sad that you needed to do this and this and this and this and this to feel fulfilled without me. I was just like, yep. Um, yeah, and then I remember I'm the type of girl where this is not. I want to let everyone know who's listening. This is not something I am like. Go ahead and do it. This is a toxic Janessa trait. But um. after a bad breakup, I delete any any trace of the dudes on all my social medias like they never existed just poof you're gone and that to him was like really upsetting apparently and he like wrote back to me about how upsetting that was and that you can't erase your history and I was like well it just did anyway (laughs) so not a positive way to deal with heartbreak but that's how I did it 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 depends like it's his Mm -hmm. view that that isn't a positive way to deal with heartbreak but whatever serves you Mm -hmm. I think especially like in the yeah no I think if if someone's really betrayed you mm-hmm. in the way that he did and you need to remove any trace of them do it I yeah. don't think I think that's I don't think that's toxic yeah definitely think, yeah. well that was the first heartbreak and like you said yeah. I think I've had one other heartbreak but that was like the the worst one I've ever ever had mm-hmm. um did you ever have another one Amy if so what age was it not really not um to the no I mean nowhere near to that Mm -hmm. extent um but the relationship I was last in 
which was pretty recently like it, we we broke up last year um mm. that was a that was a really hard breakup because it was me that was ending the relationship but i think when you're like 29 you mm. there's a whole other like scale of what you're saying goodbye to because we'd been together for like four and a half years and like he at the time I was thinking like this is going to be the father of my children this is the person I'm going to build my life with like we're going to be together forever and although you think that when you're a teenager when you're in your late 20s you actually seriously think it (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you're you're literally like actively making choices and planning your life around that individual so I think when you when you have when you end a relationship in your late 20s the heartbreak isn't just about losing that individual it's like losing what you've built so far honestly mm-hmm. it's like you're like you're thinking about wasted time you're thinking about it's scary that now you're not where you thought you would be in your life like t- you're taking a big mm-hmm. step back like if you've built a home with someone you have to wrap up that home and find a new one which isn't really where you want to be when you're like 29 well it's not where I wanted to be when I was 29 um but you know you know when something isn't right and you have to be brave enough to make the right decision for you you really do and it's and it's worth it in the end and I have another friend that's kind of going through this right now she's just had to make a really hard decision about Mm -hmm. the person she's with um yeah and that's a that's a different kind of heartbreak because although I wasn't like screaming crying and feeling it in that emotional way it was just like the biggest life upheaval it was like Mm -hmm. my whole life just like being magic erased and having like this this new whiteboard to work from which is really overwhelming yeah I think you yeah yeah, I think you hit on a really good thing Mm. there is that I think when we're younger um heartbreaks are can feel so physical Mm -hmm. and almost like they are this entire like I don't even know how I'd put it like this entire sphere of life because when we're younger our own lives are not as expanded we're usually not working like jobs yet some of us are but we're usually not as independent yet Mm -hmm. so our world feels small between school and maybe a little job here and there and our family so a relationship can make that world feel so much more expanded and then Mm -hmm. once it's gone your world goes back to kind of um being a little bit smaller so it can feel Mm -hmm. really devastating Mm -hmm. and whereas when you're an adult like your world is so expanded like you have friendships Mm -hmm. you have these little established parts of you and your habits and like that is a different level of devastation because like you said you've managed all these aspects of your life that are a part of you now and a part of like your Mm -hmm. huge picture and you've probably introduced that person to those aspects you know Mm -hmm. and that in in its own way is like a devastating loss to mm. like you were saying to invest time and hope into someone when you get older I think it becomes just more real for sure yeah it really does and that's another, that's mm-hmm. another thing when you're you you say goodbye to a lot of friends as well mm-hmm. like I spent so much time with my ex's friends girlfriends he he had like a big group of lad friends and they all had girlfriends that were all amazing and really Mm -hmm. fun to spend time with and we would frequently would like on the weekends hang out with them and you like you know it's just not really appropriate (laughs) well it's definitely not appropriate for you to (laughs) to attend those events anymore but also it's just like yeah it can be painful to hold on to those friendships even individually and it creates awkwardness you know like Mm -hmm. yeah it's really difficult it is really difficult it's a big loss and I can only imagine how much more difficult breakups are when you have like children and that must be such a hard decision to come to you when you're Mm -hmm. when you've got a family involved totally yeah wow yeah I think that something like I'm thinking a good question here would be like if we could go back in time to our younger self breakups like Mm -hmm. what would be a word of caution or a word of advice or encouragement that we would have given ourselves and that's like a really big question so 
Yeah. Do you, you, let me know if you got you anything. Day fast. I'm like, oh my, God. my brain's fasting. like, Meh. no, I'm just <laughs> I think, I think for me in the case that I had, if I could bring my future self to my past self, like grown Janessa, I would have been like, hey, um, I would have encouraged her with love to work on the relationship she has with herself. Because at that point, my understanding when I was younger of love was that it was selfless. And, and in certain ways, it is. But what I interpret that interpreted that as is you give everything to that relationship and you don't work on your own relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why when I was younger, I felt so devastated because I hadn't continued the relationship with myself. So once we were done it's almost like I didn't know who I was anymore mm-hmm. yeah but that's so that's really easily done when you're younger because mm-hmm. even even without a partner you still don't really know who you are do you yeah. and it's like the it's like what you live through that makes mm-hmm. you realize who you are and what your values are and and stuff like that but no it's that is great advice mm-hmm. to someone who's younger is to keep doing all of your things don't lose your idea don't stop doing a hobby or whatever or like don't stop listening to the music that you love because that's something I always I literally this is one thing about me I just had a habit I don't think I do it anymore but I used to have a habit of just like absorbing other people's identities Mm -hmm. and I, I definitely still like I used to do it with my friends I definitely used to do it in my relationships but like I would have like a whole new music taste Mm-hmm. and like a whole new sense of style based on who I was in a relationship with um, really big time I would do that um, and you know that's um, that's it. that is a part of learning how to be a companion of someone as well like it's great in some ways that you can you can learn a lot from someone and, and op- expand your horizons and learn new things but yeah you just need to make sure you're always keeping hold of a part of yourself as well mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think what you just said earlier was advice that's good for your past self you know that like yeah <clears throat> it's natural at that time to go through these experiences that feel really earth shattering at that time because so much is new for you mm-hmm. you know but it really helps rebuild you and I think yes. we've said it before on the podcast but like there's something metaphorically about having your world shattered yeah. and not putting the pieces back together the way exactly they were because they never will go back the same way. Mm-hmm. But instead, mm-hmm. taking the liberty and ownership to create a whole new picture of yourself, to put the yeah. pieces in a new order and rearrange. Yeah. And that's kind of, I think, the beauty of of mm-hmm. heartbreak overall is that you will get the opportunity, whether or not you want it, but to rearrange yourself mm-hmm. and yeah. to come back. Yeah, and every heartbreak that you go through, it gives you new boundaries that you want that you can enforce on future partners as well. Mm-hmm. It gives you it gives you like the confidence, honestly, to be like, I've been through this before, so I'm not gonna go through it again. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna treat me a different way. Um, because you know I mean that makes me sound like an absolute savage, but yeah, because you yeah. know that you can recover from losing someone mm-hmm. who did those things you don't have that level of insecurity in a re- in a relationship anymore and you know um, you can be okay on your own if you have to be a hundred percent i think that in some ways getting your heart broken is liberating because mm. it's almost like i can face a deep level of hurt and still come out of it at some point like yeah. it may take a lot of time may take a lot of therapy but like you have seen the worst of the worst of like your own experience of heartbreak Mm -hmm. and now you can face things with a little bit less fear in certain areas yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and you know what another great piece of heartbreak advice is and it's and it's not one people always want to hear but Mm -hmm. everything is removed from your life for a reason yeah Mm, actually no I'm not sure I agree with that and I'm like I've said it but actually no I take it back um but uh-huh. yeah, I think there's always, there, it's always a clearing. Like mm-hmm. something, 
something leaving that means there's always room for something more and that often is something better yeah totally and just I think you know in, in a lot of ways I do agree with that because I think when people or things leave on their own volition, I think that's where I would, I would put it. And I know that's what you meant too, like in my heart of hearts. (laughs) And so when people leave, if it's not like a tragic accident of some sort, but when they actually no longer are active in the relationship, I think that whether or not you do see it at that time, which I doubt you will, because that's very (laughs) devastating. um, I agree with you, Amy. I think that like, there's some divine thing at work here like some Mm -hmm. something some higher self something that won't make sense to us right away about why this is happening and there's better things in store and like even if it's not necessarily like another relationship it could be the relationship with yourself or with your family like you're gonna restore something Mm -hmm. that like has needed to be restored for a long time and needed focus and like from that comes like great great things for your future yes, like exactly mm-hmm. yeah. well said that's exactly what I was trying to say thank you no I totally got it thank you because we, <laughs> we we sparked each other's thoughts yeah. there I guess <laughs> yes we have um, yeah it's crazy how far relationships can remove you from your family without you realizing as well mm-hmm. yeah like, because so many times your family will be hesitant to speak on something because they want you to make your own choices and they know one that mm-hmm. some parents do but not all parents want to come in like hot and heavy with their opinions and they know that's not necessarily the right approach like some people aren't receptive to someone being like he's not a good person mm-hmm. but yeah it's sometimes you need to get out of that relationship and yeah your yeah. Pa- your your family can be like oh my god we we have you back mm-hmm totally yeah that's actually how that first you know like heartbreak I was talking about that's how it went my family was like they knew he was not good my dad my my stepdad literally Mm. pulled me aside at like 17 and was like he meant so well by this but it made me so angry when I was 17 he was like hey like I know you think he's like everything right now but like he is really not the a good guy for you like he's just not and I was so angry and I like didn't talk to my stepdad for like two weeks and I was like super mean I was super like aggro about it but he was a thousand percent correct because Mm -hmm. what my stepdad was not gonna tell me is that he understood that this guy was definitely seeing other girls like off of his own behaviorisms and mannerisms around me that he was so detached um from me in a way that I couldn't recognize Mm. and because my stepdad had lived more life than I had at that time and experienced like that himself like of someone cheating on him he was like this like and I you know that's another form of heartbreak I've not experienced but I am very aware it will happen is that once I do have a child if Mm. with their first love comes your um comes a whole new type of heartbreak for you as a parent I think Mm. I think watching your kid get their heart broken for the first time it's gonna open open some old wounds for you to to work through and I think that's gonna be like a whole new experience of life when that happens Mm. yeah I'm I'm gonna be there I'm gonna be like if you're crying in the night um, come in sitting at the end of your bed while you cry exactly I'm gonna come cover you like might be, be like, 17 but yeah. get out here <laughs> I'm gonna be like you want some you want some pencils and some paper to see, do some drawings like Peyton here you are darling yes <laughs> express yourself express yourself <laughs> yes totally yeah um, no I love that and then you know another aspect too is like if you have been super burned by your ex like if you've been cheated on like that's mm. something I've had to go to therapy for and that would be a longer episode but wow. in short what I would tell you is that like you um you may feel called to compare yourself to the people that your partner cheated on you with mm. But that is a very slippery slope. And the thing is that sometimes there's no logical reason that someone did what they did. And even though you're looking for patterns or you're looking for things that you didn't have that that person had, 
don't do that literally it's like the most toxic thing because something that you can't see from your vantage point at this time is like how amazing of a person you are and Mm. that someone somewhere someday is literally like going to love you for you and will love all those quirky fun strange parts about you that Mm. that person couldn't appreciate at that time and so don't change yourself don't try and become more like someone else um Mm -hmm. you know just out of spite of that kind of experience Mm -hmm. um and I'm totally speaking from personal experience like I tried to change myself I tried to look more like the girls he was cheating on me with I tried to like like you know change my hobbies change my interests and like while it lasts for like a week it didn't last long enough because that's not who I am that's not the true Janessa you know I'm a I'm a freaking goofball and like (laughs) I'm a little weird yeah (laughs) and so you know and now I can at least now say married you know like my husband loves me for who I am and for the potential of who I want to become like he supports that so yeah yeah, someone's gonna love those things about you don't dull them yeah I really think from witnessing things like this play out thankfully I've never been in a relationship where cheating Mm -hmm. has occurred to my knowledge at least um but I think from seeing it happen to other people it is so rarely about the person that has been cheated on Mm -hmm. like it's it's not it's it's actually sadly because it should be about you it's nothing to do with you it is always the insecurity of the other person and it doesn't make it doesn't make logical sense mm-hmm. like it it's just it is literally their own insecurities their own inability to control their emotions that their, their own inability to do a multitude of things that leads people to just do dumb stupid pointless stuff and often mm-hmm. they they're really shooting themselves in the foot because because the person that they end up cheating with is so far from the person who they actually love and cherish and they're like why the fuck have I just done this (laughs) Mm -hmm. I really love this I really love this person and I've betrayed them and hurt them and I'm Mm -hmm. not I'm not I'm not saying you should forgive someone you should you probably shouldn't but um it's what I'm the only point I'm trying to make is that it's never about you it's it's always just it's always just the the demons that the person that has cheated on you is dealing with Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. No one. And if, if, oh. oh, sorry. You go, you go. No, I was gonna say like if you're not good enough, then they just wouldn't be with you anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like they, yeah. you know, like if if it was if it was a, if it was a problem with you, they would have just left you. I'm not, sure, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that's a helpful comment. But <laughs> no, no, it's true. <laughs> I think you know they love you. They want to keep you. They treasure you. They're just dumb mm-hmm. and yep. hurt themselves probably. Yeah. <laughs> well I so one more aspect of heartbreak that would be Mm. nice to touch on and I think we've done a good you know service here of bringing this up this wound is like we said universal um is so I I love sex in the city and I'm rewatching the whole thing I've been for a while now and Carrie Bradshaw brings up this like good point and Miranda does too in one of the episodes where they're talking about heartbreak after like big leaves for like the first time and like Mm. is engaged and getting married to this like girl Mm. and she carrie said something along the lines of like it doesn't make sense to me where like where does love go once it's gone Mm -hmm. so like the understanding of someone who has moved on and who has called it off and no longer is in love but the other person is in love and that's like a whole different type of heartbreak too um but yeah there's something about that like where does love go and I wanted to bring that up because I personally feel like it has helped me this past week to think of it this way is that I think love is energy and most things in life are energy and this might sound a little woo but I really mean it like I don't think you know like we know energy can't be created or destroyed so when it's no longer present in one area it it gains freedom in some form like love um you know is able to choose a new direction whether that be art or whether that be you know 
a new source of study or a friendship, but love doesn't have to settle right back into the romantic type of love. So mm. I don't think it's ever like really, really gone because the love you feel for something is real and was real. Mm. Um, but also I think love gains new forms and it takes new shapes. Yeah. Cool. Should we do some actually like some tips for the heartbroken? Yeah. So yes. like like what if you've just been heartbroken? What's your what's your next step? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh-huh. oh boy <laughs> do you want to start mine are so angsty <laughs> i was gonna say get a revenge body hey not too, not, not too un, unhealthy extreme obviously but i the kind of what you're saying about like energy always being channeled into something new doing something to make yourself feel physically better is great and it it's a nice fuck you if you can like end up looking really sexy from it so yeah. i would if you've just been heartbroken i would say join a new gym class get a personal trainer like mm-hmm. do them do the absolute most to make yourself feel good and yeah put all of your energy into that mm-hmm I would also say and i think this would be like if you're going through heartbreak more in your like 20s slash adult years um I think this would be better for that but to really like your friendships that you've created are Mm. so important in life and Mm. it may feel like those are not the focus once you get older but like they are important because when you do go through heartbreak the friendships you've made create a community and if you have a good community of people around you they can really like you know we say let the light in but like if your light is completely out and is just dark like you are just you cannot see the light right now your community is able to come together and care for you during that time Mm -hmm. and they will have enough light to guide the way for you until you're able to relight you know your own light and so I feel like a good community like call your friends ask them if they have um the capacity to be there for you right now. I think that's important because some friends are going through that too, Mm. or some friends just don't have the capacity at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of friends will, and a lot of people want to help. It's not a burden. And so let them be there for you. Let them help you. That's, I think, a big thing. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. You don't know how much some other people might need someone to help as well. Helping someone else is as as we know, is the most healing thing. Like mm-hmm. being able to pass on your advice, being that, letting them be the person they needed when they were in your shoes is so is so healing for everyone involved. So yeah, mm-hmm. I completely agree. Get involved with all of your friends. Yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. uh, here's the angsty stuff. Oh, go on, yeah. <laughs> Put on some music, baby. Like, and let yourself not dwell but experience the anger and if you were young Janessa that would have been through my chemical romance and through Blink-182 which I'm wearing a shirt for right now (laughs) and so yeah put on some like punk music or some rap and just Mm -hmm. fucking let it loose babe Mm -hmm. just swear cuss it out just like bob your head like you're at a rock show and then i'd say like you don't have to set a timer or anything but i'd say like don't (laughs) don't dwell in it too long don't do it for the whole day babe just do it for a little bit and then from there move on to some fun spunky slash sexy music which yeah that can take place if you're me that's kim petras right now or (laughs) you know some like old school paris hilton yeah cringe i love it i'm not afraid of it It it's great (laughs) (laughs) so yeah like just let yourself uh, give yourself the room to feel and allow yourself to express your feeling Mm. but also remember to not dwell in it and that's a hard thing that's a hard thing to do but if you can remember like if if you're literally like me I set timers sometimes when I'm upset and I'm like I'm giving myself 45 minutes to be super angry and to write about it and then after I'm gonna go take a walk or I'm gonna go do something to get my body get my mind out of my mind and into my body you know yes perfect Yeah. yeah Um, and that's what made me think of a, a really good breakup song is called He's Gone by Tove Lo T-O-V-E-L-O mm-hmm. 
it goes so hard like yeah that's definitely oh. that's definitely one for those angsty well it's it's like a it's like a mix between the angst but also it's a little bit Kim Petras so it's, it's, it's your bridging song after you're done like screaming do Tovlo and then go on to Kim Petras yes <laughs> I love it yeah and um, I have another one as well I highly <laughs> recommend not changing your hair yeah you will be compelled <laughs> you will be compelled to chop your hair off or get a fringe or dye it the opposite color to what it is do not under any circumstances do that <laughs> give it six months and then see if you still want to change your hair yes yes yeah out of trauma can come responses of cutting your hair yeah. and once you've <laughs> taken some time to heal you are gonna miss some of your hair sometimes <laughs> yeah for sure as I think Amy I think you once said I don't know if it was when we were recording but I loved it so much you were like you don't need the bangs babe you just need to dump him Um, 100% I feel I I really I don't want to I'm just gonna put myself on blast here but like my ex-boyfriend like we broke up um, and then we got back together and I was really unhappy for that year that we were together and I was resisting breaking up with him so hard like for the reasons that we've spoken about like I really was invested in him and my future I was resisting it so much so I literally cut off my fringe like I had like hair that was down to my waist and I just like took cut a fringe and I literally hate, I hated it and I'm still living with the consequences so yeah <laughs> I speak from experience you do not need a fringe you just need to break up with your boyfriend Mm-hmm. Yes, and if you do get that fringe, you can just look at Amy. She's looking hot anyway, so I'm, it's not really as bad as you think. Kind of never say, but I, <laughs> I regret it now. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, that felt really like a good, like healing episode for me because, like, while we didn't get too in depth with their individual stories, I think it's yeah. just enough for folks to feel like they're not alone in those circumstances and really that's what it's about it's the reminder that like we've said a few times now a broken heart is almost universal and so many people go through this and that's not to take away from your experience but it's to help you recognize that um, a very real part of being a human is experiencing heartbreak Mm. and um, that that kind of brings us it either can really bring us together or it can make us isolate so really we Mm. encourage you to let the light in and to let it bring you together don't isolate and you are you are always going to come out of it no matter how painful it feels no matter if you have regrets on your own actions or whether someone else has hurt you no matter how bad it is you're always going to come out of it you Mm -hmm. are and you your everything will go back to normal and you will feel better that's the one thing with heartbreak there's one thing that I can for certain say time heals it there are some things that I'm like questioning whether time really does heal them honestly I'm like some wounds are so deep that maybe they can't be healed but heartbreak is one that I can really confidently say Mm -hmm. you come out the other side time heals it totally yeah Time heals your vagina after a bad Brazilian wax, and time heals your breakup. Time will tie it together. There you go. Yep. An inspirational last word. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's yeah, it's been an honor, you know, being here and sharing this space with you all. Thank you for being here as always. Thank you, guys. We'll see you again in two weeks' time, and until then. Remember to let the light in. Bye. Bye.